Hey guys, Jimmy Wags here, and I want to talk to you about a great new partner we have on Off the Rails. Now, you guys know, obviously, I'm a huge NASCAR fan, and on social media, I always tweet out all the new pictures of all the great new diecasts that I've collected over the course of the years. I love to collect NASCAR diecasts, so when we decided to partner with CircleBDiecast.com, I was too excited. CircleBDiecast.com has all your NASCAR diecast needs with tons of drivers to choose from. You can get standard finishes to pre-ordering race win diecasts of your favorite drivers. CircleBDiecast.com also sells NASCAR drivers, hats, t-shirts, and so much more. So when you place an order with CircleBDiecast.com, use the code SLOPPYYELLOW and you get free shipping on all orders over $20. Once again, that's code SLOPPYYELLOW, S-L-O-P-P-Y-Y-E-L-L-O-W. And get free shipping on your order of $20 or more. Also, what was great about CircleBDiecast.com is that they're a military-owned and operated company. So make sure you check them out and all the cool diecast and NASCAR products that they have to offer. That's CircleBDiecast.com. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is your boy, the Duke of Dancer, Prince of Party. Everybody's favorite neighborhood-friendly backup jack man. I'm running it back two weeks in a row. Get the host off the rails. This week, we got the man off the pup list himself, Billy Bradley. What's up, Billy? How you doing, man? What's up, buddy? I enjoyed your show last week. Uh, even though I wasn't a part of it, uh, I like the part y'all brought up, the caution there with the, the 17th, well, the caution that didn't come out while the 17th right. was bidding. And I agree with you guys on that situation. Well, I'm glad to have you off the pup list this week. Hopefully you back to full strength. And uh, we'll, we'll jump right into it, man. Uh, Darlington. Uh, my personal opinion, I thought the race sucked. <laughs> it, it, really, it really wasn't exciting. Martin Truex Jr. did not make it exciting for anybody uh he wound up winning all three stages and went on to win the goodyear 400 at darlington raceway throwback race uh this past i would agree with you the race sucked you know martin truex jr won stage one stage two and i think this was the first darlington race in a while that anybody that's led but won both stages had won the race. So I was kept hoping, even though I had the 19 picked, the ass kicking he was putting on, I was hoping something would happen and somebody else would come up and pull it off. But Martin Truex had him covered. Yeah, Kyle Larson was able to get to his bumper late in the race, man. I don't know. I think he was was just playing with (laughs) Yeah, he had had to be because nobody had nothing for the 19. And it's, and to be honest, man, we're starting to see this more frequently out of this out of this car and, and this driver. You know, a few years back, 
what did he leave? Uh, 392 out of the 400 laps at the Coke 600. Um, yeah. He's he's had these dominating performances, and uh, he seems to like this 750 uh, low da- uh, low downforce package uh, that they're running this year. So he's the only guy with three wins um, in 12 races so far. So I think that puts him uh, probably as what your your 1A candidate for the championship right now. Oh, it has to be. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, he's got that package definitely dialed in, and he, he might have to be my favorite right now, but it's it's been a strange season. Yeah, for sure. And also, did you notice, like, at the end of the race, he did another burnout, dude, and he blew out that uh, that left rear tire again, man. Like, that, what that, are they going? Like, they got that, to be going something. Same tire. Like, yeah. it wasn't his first win, so no. Uh, you go figure. Yeah. Uh, hey, what did, what did, uh, what did our, uh, our, our boy Rob likes to say? What do you call it? Optimize? They, yeah. they like to optimize on the 19 instead of saying they're cheating. <laughs> yeah. They work within their boundaries. Yeah. Well, probably, actually, a little bit more than, than what the rule books probably say. But, um, oh, yeah. But anyway, uh, I mean, that was really it with the race. I mean, obviously, you know, we had a couple hard wrecks to, be, to begin it with, uh, you know, with Almirola and Custer. But, I mean, other than that, man, I think, what, there were like 14 guys on the lead lap. And and uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Rob and the boys came home with a top 10. Yeah, uh, the whole Roush Yates, the Roush organization, I mean, I think Busher and Newman both came in with the top 10. Yeah. So got that uh got that bad streak off the bat. I know last week they finished sixteenth at Kansas and uh I'm sure <laughs> I really wanted to pick Rob and them this week. You know, Rob's kinda superstitions on that, so I don't any track that Ron Newman has control over the situation, Newman's done pretty well, so he's definitely a, a good veteran to have in a car when it's the track suits a driver. Definitely. And uh, another note, man, uh, William Byron, his 10th straight top 10 finish. 10 straight uh, since he, I think he started that streak at Homestead after he won. But uh, Lord Byron with 10 straight top 10s. Yeah, him and Hamlin have just been lots on. You know, Truex has definitely come along, but Byron, Harvick, and Denny Hamlin have been consistent all year yeah. long. That, and you know what? You know, obviously, last year in the pandemic year, this was the first race back. Um, and uh, Hamlin and Harvick pretty much dominated the entire season. Neither guy won the title, right? Um, but here we are, 12 races in, and Hamlin, Harvick, and Chase have not won a race yet. That, yeah. that is uh, that is mind-boggling. Um, considering how dominant they were last year. Yeah, you would, I would have never thought that we'd be talking about Kevin Harvick, even though the season he's had, not having a victory yet this year. For sure. Um, we'll move on to the, uh, the Xfinity race. Obviously, Justin Algar, the old-timer, um, he gets it done, uh, winds up racing hard, pretty hard with uh, Josh Berry, who's uh, at a stellar stellar season. I know he's had a, some ups and downs in the Xfinity Series, man, but obviously for him to win at Martinsville uh, and just the way he's been running as of late since he's won there, man, that that was that was another strong performance for 
Josh Berry, who finished second to uh, his teammate Justin Allgaier at uh, Darlington. Yeah, Josh Berry has had uh, – Wag, you keep up with it, and I should know. Did he ever – did they get the sponsorship to field the rest of the year out for him? Um, not that I'm aware of. I know Tire Pro stepped up uh, to to fill a few more races uh, on his slate, but obviously Sam Mayer is going to take over. I can't, I can't remember what race he's taking over, but he's going to wind up finishing the season in that eight car. Um, and I know uh, Kelly Earnhardt Miller came out on Twitter, and she's been trying to find you know somebody to come on and step on board next year to get him a full time ride. Man, he he. Honestly, he deserves it. He's a true underdog. He's, uh, you know, obviously a great short track racer, racing in the, uh, the uh, was it late models, and, uh, you know, obviously he won the um, the national uh, championship last year, um, yeah. and uh, dude, he he's just been he's been great. And I, honestly, he's a, a guy probably, you know, obviously I always follow along with Justin Algar. He's, you know, been. Uh, been a long staple at junior motorsports but ever since elliot left man i really just haven't found that connection and josh Berry, yeah. man he just continues to be lights out and uh hopefully yeah. he gets his side and his opportunity to get a full-time ride uh in 2022 yeah i would agree with you elliot sadler was one i got behind and justin allgaier's got that sentimental favorite there but the noah Graxon, i can't I can't get behind him. Uh, I could get with Josh Berry. Now, uh, now, Junior Motorsports had all four cars in the top ten, right? Uh, and then post race came, uh, and it came out that Noah Gregson failed tech. Uh, now Noah was running for the Dash for Cash, and wound up being the highest finisher out of the Dash for Cash drivers, uh, and that's three straight dash for cash wins and then NASCAR said, Hold on one second. Um you didn't pass tech. Uh something of what the rear suspension mounts or something like that. Uh so they wind up failing post race tech. Noah Gregson loses a hundred thousand. Uh basically gets dropped dropped to the uh the uh the end of I believe I can't remember where, where they dropped in the finish, but um they wind up appealing the uh disqualification and uh, NASCAR came out yesterday, um, and the appeals board overturned the uh, disqualification. So Noah Gregson gets his uh, finishing position back fourth, and he gets that hundred K back, man. And uh, he's, uh, <laughs> he's got to be feeling lucky right about now. No doubt. And like you said, uh, very rarely you win this appeal process. I think even I saw a tweet, something that Dale Jr. put out that. He told the team to go ahead and take it up as a loss and mark it up. And the crew chief said, felt strong about the situation that, you know, he he thought the car was legit. So evidently it had to hold up because NASCAR just don't overturn these things. And I wonder if AJ had done deposited his $100,000 and has to go back and get it back out of the bank now. <laughs> Imagine getting that check from Xfinity like uh, – all right, man. Well, here you go, hundred grand. Uh, go on and take it to the bank, and then uh, uh, Xfinity says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! We got to put a stop payment on that." <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, dang, man, that like that has to be tough. You know, obviously, Colleague has been one of the top teams in the Xfinity Series this year. Uh, they got a win with Jeb, 
and uh, you know, obviously uh, AJ's been strong, Haley's uh, been strong, and uh, you know, I'm sure that was a gut punch. To man, they had that hundred K, and then they got snatched away from them. Yeah, but now that we're we're on this Xfinity series, Wag, you saw the race Saturday, the big stir about Dale Jr. having his old father's number three hot rod suited up, pacing the field. And can you believe they didn't even show that on TV? Uh, I'm going to steal another dataism. Uh, that was absolutely idiotic. Uh, I cannot believe they did not show it. I was pumped, man. Like, I tuned in Saturday to, to watch the race, and, uh, like, literally, they all they showed was, like, a close-up shot of Junior, like, uh, in his in car, uh, like inside the car. They never showed the car going around the track. Um, obviously, I think I heard they said they had it in the pre-race. They talked about it in pre-race, but who the hell watches pre-race? I don't watch pre-race. You watch pre-race? I don't watch pre-race. I have, no. I'll sit there and it's when they watch when they sing the national anthem and we go green. That's all I get. Dude, like I mean, and you know, obviously it's been well documented. You know, he was able to buy that uh, that Nova uh, from you know, a seller, and uh, you know, he's been what two years uh, restoring this thing. Yep. And uh, you know, that's Every all he's been talking detail. about, dude. All he's been talking about is I can't wait to get the car down to Darlington. Um, you know, pace the field and uh, do for them. Like they even showed, like on Sunday, they showed. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think they showed Bill Elliott and uh, what Leonard Wood or Glenwood. Uh, you know, in their cars. Um, but like they, they didn't even show the car on Saturday. Like, yeah. This is arguably the biggest star in the sport, and he's not even driving, Billy. And they uh-huh. they, they dissed him like that. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, but guarantee they used the promotion to put the name out there to sell the tickets. But not that they needed to sell tickets since we opened up. But I think they were opened up full capacity at Darlington, correct? Uh, no, not until the Southern 500. So they were still uh, at a reduced capacity. But, but still, man, like to have the biggest star there, you, you like the track used him to promote ticket sales. Uh, and here it is. You know what? It could have been a network play, right? I, look, I know Fox and NBC, they work together. They try to work together as much as they can. But, you know, obviously Gene is an analyst for NBC. It could have been something there. Like, why are we going to put an NBC analyst all over this broadcast? But still, man, it's history. Like, it's throwback weekend. That's just like somebody deserved to get fired at Fox for not putting that car on television. I mean, you got – Obviously, a lot of people see it on Twitter, right? They they got Instagram. Junior's posted tons of threads and pictures about the restoration of the car and um, videos and stuff like that. But there's still a lot of people out here, Billy, that don't have access to that. You know, they're not on social media. So that would have been really cool for them to see that. And just for Fox not to do it, that sucks. Oh, yeah, I agree. It was a big, uh, like you said, idiotic moment. Yeah, uh, and that leads us to our, our next uh, our next topic for the week. Uh, I don't know if you heard today, uh, Eddie Gossage, the president at uh, our one of, well, actually, Dado's favorite racetrack, <laughs> Texas Motor Speedway, <laughs> his home track, uh, announced that he's going to be retiring after 32 years uh, as the track president slash promoter after the All-Star race. 
Uh, what's your thoughts on uh, old Eddie Gossett retiring? Man, that is huge. We got, you know, you think of these names, Humpy Wheeler, Eddie Gossett, uh, these guys here promoted races like nobody we've seen so far. And to see him step away from the sport is, that's big. That's, uh, and it's kind of, in my eyes, I thought, is Texas Motor Speedway going to be cut back to one race now with Eddie gone? I mean, it was already cut back to one. So does that tell me next year we're going to see the one race and the all-star race either back in Charlotte? I don't know. We'll see, man. Like, you know, obviously my thoughts, I think they, you know, obviously messed up Texas Motor Speedway when they decided to, to do uh, the repays. They messed up turns one and two, uh, you know, as well documented on our uh, escapades there. Uh, and one of the final trips in Sloppy Yellow uh, where they drug the tire dragon on the low groove of the track. <laughs> and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, what are we doing here? But, uh, you know, obviously Eddie Gossage is known for a lot of his big uh, promotions and, uh, you know, just promoting races. I think he got Jeff Gordon a horse uh, yeah. as one of his retirement gifts. Um, that was, uh, that's a little odd. He always had those odd, quirky things for drivers that were retiring that he would he would do. I can't remember what he did for Dale Jr., but the Jeff Gordon one when he bought him a horse, uh, that, <laughs> that sticks out to me for sure. Yep. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, good luck, yeah, obviously, to Eddie Gosses and what he decides to do. Um, I'm sure Texas Motor Speedway, uh, obviously, uh, Speedway Motorsports, they got a great team. Uh, another thing that happened yesterday, I know we talked about it a little bit, uh, was the um, was the community meeting uh, for the Nashville Fairgrounds. Um, and uh, there was a lot of hoopla <laughs> about, uh, about, you know, the people that live around the track not wanting racing, NASCAR racing, back at Nashville. Um, you know, a couple couple, uh, couple people came up. One, one uh, lady, as we like to call her, Karen, uh, comes up and says, hey, there's five NASCAR tracks and one F1 track in the vicinity of Nashville Fairgrounds. Why do they have to come back to Nashville Fairgrounds? Um, and she was blatantly wrong, man. She just giving out false information. I would, I'm sure she just spilled the beans. F1 coming to Nashville next year, like that. You know, breaking news, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but some of the things, I don't know why. It had to be embarrassing for a NASCAR fan to watch some of those things. Like they didn't want to deal with the noise. Like, my God, it, it's yeah. NASCAR. And, and my thing is, you bought a house. You knew the racetrack was there, right? The racetrack has been there for over 100 years. Yeah. Uh, I think it's been around since, what, 1904? Something, something crazy. They like probably that. bought their house knowing the track was still there. Like, yeah. There's probably not many houses in the area that was there before the track. No. And it's a national landmark, right? So they can't bulldoze it. Um, you know, obviously, they still run weekly races there. Right, they still they still have like NASCAR can in and late models and those guys still run there. Um, and uh, you know, obviously, I, it'd be a big economic boom to the area, I'm sure. Uh, 
uh, Bristol, uh, Jerry Caldwell, the president at Bristol Motor Speedway, he was there, and he talked about, you know, doing things uh, in the community, uh, starting a charity that benefits the children in the community. Um, you know, I, I'm sure they're, they're going to pour a lot into making sure that the community gets the best deal as possible. Um, because oh, yeah, the community is you know, definitely going to come, be the one that comes out in this deal. That's why I don't understand why the the big fuss is like your community is getting all kinds of tourist money coming in. Like, I, I mean, I'll never understand why some of the comments I saw from some of them ladies, it was just idiotic. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this Nashville is not the only track that's in a residential neighborhood, right? Um, Richmond is in a residential neighborhood. Uh, Indianapolis is in a residential neighborhood. Charlotte Motor Speedway uh, is is close to a residential area. Um, I mean, hell, I mean, there's tons of tracks that that have you know residential living close by, and these people, a lot of these people make buku money on race weekend, letting people park on their lawns, you know, on their property. I, I saw one person said that they they make their um, property taxes. They pay for their property taxes uh, the weekends that NASCAR comes because they let people park on their lawn the whole weekend. Uh, yeah, I have a friend here in Bristol that lives right across the track. He pays for his vacation in the summer with the spring race, and in the fall race, he does his Christmas style of it. Dude, that's, you know, I, I, I don't know. You know, I, I get their concerns, but I think ultimately uh, we're back at Nashville in a few years. Um, I, I also saw it's like $61 million worth of renovations that they're going to put into the track in the area. They're getting a soccer stadium, like, right next to the track. So it's going to be huge, uh, you know, when it, when NASCAR comes back uh, to Nashville. And I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm I'm excited. I've never been to Nashville. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to, to checking out the city. Uh, obviously, we're going back there this year. Uh, somewhat uh, at Nashville Super Speedway, which isn't technically in Nashville, uh, but uh, but still, man, to experience that city, they have the awards banquet there. Uh, the year, obviously, in 2019 before COVID, uh, so a lot of things that connect NASCAR and Nashville, and obviously the history of the racetrack. Um, you know, it we and we want as fans, we want more short track racing. So hopefully, I hopefully they they all come to an agreement, and uh, we're back in Nashville in a few years, man. Yeah, for that. I can't wait. We've even talked about planning a trip to Nashville. Maybe all four of the sloppy yellow gang get back together. Maybe, man. That that would be a sight to see. Um and uh we'll we'll kick it, it right into the next gear. Um Dover, my home track, really my home track, Dover International Speedway. We had Dover this weekend. Uh, no Jimmy Johnson. Obviously, he's retired. Jimmy Johnson was the king of Dover. I want to say he had, what, 10 wins at that track, the most of any track uh, on the circuit. Uh, obviously, Martin Schurz Jr. has been good there. Uh, Chase Elliott uh been good there at Dover. Uh, I love it, man. It's like a bristle on steroids, right? It's a mile-long concrete track. Um, you got the casino on the back straightaway. Um and it's a great place to, to see a race. Yep, that's without a doubt. I think uh, 
we're going to see a great race there. Like you said, I, that's one that's been on my bucket list. And, you know, since Dale Jr.'s retired, I, I can't find that urge to go. But I want to get to Dover soon. Yeah, it's, I mean, I've been there, I don't know, what, probably 10 times, man. And um, I, I love the place. It's, honestly, hey, if, if you recall, man, uh, this is where my 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 stardom, my celebrity began, yeah. when uh, when I tweeted uh, Mike Davis uh, that he sucked from the grandstands yeah. with my brother. Uh, yeah, he was a good Yeah, yeah. I don't know about all that. Okay, I mean I'm the better looking brother in my opinion. <laughs> but but uh, that was that was my introduction to uh, to Dado, and uh, he challenged us. He challenged fans that were going to Dover to, to put out a video to, to to say Mike Davis sucks. And lo and behold, man, me and my brother, we went to the race. It was cold as hell that day, man. It was windy. Dale Jr. winds up, I think he wrecked in that race, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they had a big wreck on the front straightaway. And uh, going into turn one, he just power dropped into somebody. And uh, going to the race, I was like, all right, let's do this video. So we did it. We, we tagged uh, – Dirty Mode, Mike, Dale, uh, Dan in it, and they liked it. And lo and behold, man, that that's where it began. That's where our basically our friendship began was from that was from that video. Yep, I still remember that video. Man, I had to. I might have to uh, to dig it up on uh, on Twitter and, and retweet it. I had to find it. I didn't. I haven't got so many damn tweets on that Twitter machine. <laughs> I gotta find the video. So I'll try to. I try to put that out there. Uh, for everybody to to re see, um, obviously, uh, we'll we'll jump into it, man. Pick 'em segment. Uh, unfortunately, I did not get three in a row. Uh, it was a tough weekend for me. I think I picked uh, Brad Keselowski, and he was out to lunch at Darlington last week. Um, and Tyler Reddick, he ran pretty good early on, and uh, I don't know. I guess they they got in the wall a couple times, and he faded at the towards the end of the race. Uh, and lo and behold, uh, you, Billy, you took Martin Truex Jr. as your winner and uh, had Denny Hamlin as your dark horse, and you came out with the win, man. So uh, Yeah, it was, I was saving my – <laughs> I was saving my hot horses for uh, – I was letting you guys kind of get a head start. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I got my ass kicked the last few races, so I had to – pull out all the wild cards with the 11 and 19 there last week. So I guess uh, Dan has sent his picks in. He's going with the 4 and 19. We haven't heard from our old buddy Lopes yet. So. Yeah, Lopes, uh, Lopes is MIA, man. He said he was not available. Uh, He's uh, celebrating the, uh, the birthday that he just yeah, had. Yeah, birthday this boy this week. Yeah, man. Like, gosh, dude. Like, man. He he's really uh he's really living it up for his what seventy fifth birthday, thirty fifth times three. <laughs> we so know we'll do what do you have? Uh, you go the next pick. Uh, who you got? I normally I pick last, but uh, after the loss last week, let's uh, let's change it up. So I am going to roll with uh, man. This is uh. Dover, Dover, Dover. Dado took a good pick off the board with uh, Martin Truex Jr. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Alex Bowman as my winner. Um, obviously, he's got Cliff Daniels as his crew chief, 
Um, Jimmy Johnson had some success last year at, at Dover. Obviously, uh, Cliff was the engineer on the car with Chad Knauss there and all their success. So I'm going to go Alex Bowman to win, um, and I'm going to take Case Elliott as my star boy. Uh, he's got to break through some at some point, man. Like I'm, I, it's, it's shocking to see him and Harvick and Hamlin without a win. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna roll with Chase Elliott as my dark horse. Who you got, Billy? Well, I'm gonna make your day right here. I was hoping you didn't take this pick. Uh, I'm going with Kyle Busch as my winner, and okay. for my dark horse, I'm going with Daryl Wallace Jr. No, no, stop it right now. There's no effing way you're taking Bubba Wallace as your dark horse. There's no I, way. You told I am at Dover, man. We know no. he's got he's got a uh, a pretty good track record there. He's got a, a truck win there, I think. Couple. Uh, of, yeah, I, like, I don't. He had the one in the truck there, but I think he's got a couple second place finishes. Uh, yeah. He damn near won a couple of Xfinity races. I was there one year when he was running with Roush, and he was yeah. whipping everybody's ass there. They wound up – I think they wound up doing some type of strategy deal where they, they had, like, some type of incentive, and he wound up going for that and wound up losing the race. But, they, man, there's no way. You ain't, you're not picking Bubba Wallace. As much shit talking you do every I week. I've got you give me shit every week about Bubba Wallace. There's no effing way. You pulled my team. I had I had the eighteen and twenty three wrote down. I'll send you a picture of it when we get done. Um, I wanted I want to see this because, ladies and gentlemen, every single week, Billy and I, even though we're step brothers, he gives me crap about Bubba Wallace and how Bubba Wallace is doing. You know, I'm the optimistic one, right? I'm always the guy that's like, hey, you know, they, you know, they're struggling, but they're gonna get it together. They're gonna figure it out. Obviously, we want to stage at Talladega. Um, got shuffled out at the end of that race. But I'm like, hey, look, you know, we're going to win a race this year. Billy, on the other hand, Billy is like, you're out of your goddamn mind if you think Bubba <laughs> Wallace is going to win a race. Um, and, you know, they've been struggling. They they have been struggling. Dover is one of his best tracks. Um, so, goddamn, man, lo and behold, my step bro takes both. I'm real. I'm thrown off right now, dude. I really don't. I don't know what to do with my hands, Billy. I don't. I'm now, I don't want him to win. I don't want him costing me a hundred dollars. But I think oh, he's no. gonna have a good finish. Oh, you know what? I'm telling you right now, folks. Billy, Billy picking Bubba Wallace guarantees me getting this hundred dollars now. Uh, I am getting this. <laughs> I'm getting this hundred dollars. Some way, somehow, um, I'm getting it. So. He's and he's running uh he's running his McDonald's pace scheme, which we all talked about a lot how much I didn't like it at first. It's growing on me. Um he had like the fastest car that he's pretty much had all year at Phoenix in that paint scheme. So hopefully they bring that same car back. Uh, I know Phoenix and, and Dover aren't uh, you know, the same style of tracks, but they need a good run, man. They've been struggling. Uh Martin Trix Jr. tried to cut him a break last week at Darlington and he wound up getting lap finished and three laps down. So they need a side and arm, man. So hopefully you picking them uh, some reverse psychology. That, that might get them their first top ten of the season, bro. <laughs> it might be worse. Hey, it could be a it could be a dub. If if Bubba Wallace wins this race, bro, I will literally go streaking in my uh, community complex here. Um, 
I will put it on freaking – nobody wants to see that. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that. Nobody wants to see me streaking in the streets of Bubba Wiles wins a race. But uh, let's hope and pray, man. That's all we can do. Hopefully they have a, a good run and they bring it home. So we'll recap the picks. Uh, Dado has uh, Martin Truex Jr. as his winner uh, and Kevin Harvick as his dark horse. Uh, I took Alex Bowman to win and Chase Elliott as my dark horse. Uh, Billy, you got Kyle Busch as your winner and Bubba freaking Wallace as your dark horse. We'll, uh, we'll put Rob's picks out there whenever he decides to uh, come down from his uh, birthday week high, and uh, we'll make sure we get that out there for everybody. Um, so I, I appreciate you coming on with me, Billy, this week, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll catch you uh, hopefully uh, next week when hopefully Bubba Wallace wins this race. All right, hopefully we got some good news to talk about next week. And Kyle Busch winning and Bubba Wallace second. All right. Well, uh, for Billy Bradley, it's your boy Jimmy Wags. I'm dropping the hammer, and I'll catch you guys next time.